The fruits of the Amazon Synod keep coming quickly. I had hoped to have at least a breather from the Synod before having to cover it again, but every week there has been at least one Synod-related story that needs to be spread far and wide. And boy, do I have another one of those for you today. So strap in and get ready, because as far as I can tell, for the first time in history, a presumed pontiff is going to be inventing new sins to be added to the deposit of the faith. Yes, we are going to be treated to having to confess eco-sins, or sins against Mother Earth, which is just great. Yes, I would say that there are things that would be sinful you can do that involve the environment, but those are already covered by loving our neighbor and loving God. So, you know, it's always probably a sin to dump nuclear waste into the water supply or into a fragile habitat, or to light wildfires that threaten people, that kind of thing. But we're not talking about those kinds of activity. No, we're talking about eco-sins. So let's find out what Francis has in mind, because, quite frankly, I'm at a loss to tell you what's going on in his head. Our story comes from America Magazine, that bastion of traditional Catholic thought. In his own words, quote, We should be introducing, we were thinking, in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the sin against ecology, ecological sin against the common home. He told these things, apparently, to participants at a conference on criminal justice on Friday, November 15th. Francis has chosen some strange places to deliver his messages that rock the world of faithful Catholics, aside from, of course, all his interviews with Scalfari, but that's another topic. For example, in the case of his new ecosins, he delivered his message by speaking to participants at the World Congress of the International Association of Penal Law. I have some excerpts from his lengthy, winding speech, which makes references to Nazis and all sorts of other bad characters. Brace yourself for this one. Quote, Global financial capital is at the origin of serious crimes, not only against property, but also against people and the environment. It is responsible for organized crime, the over-indebtedness of states, and the plundering of the natural resources of our planet. And yeah, much of that is actually factually true, but instead of talking about the issue of the church's long-held definition of usury and why we should go back to banning that evil practice, which in recent decades the church has softened its stance against, Francis takes a hard left turn, which isn't surprising. Yes, instead of addressing the crimes of usurers by naming the usurers and reinstituting the hard ban against usury, no, we get something different and frankly pagan, the institution of ecological sins. I guess he can't afford to offend the donor class. Quoting Francis again, The Synod Fathers proposed to define ecological sin as an action or omission against God, the community, and the environment. It is a sin against future generations and is manifested in acts and habits of pollution and destructions of the harmony of the environment. And then he takes a jab at was probably American politics while also promoting his new weird idea of eco-sins with this one. Quote, It is no coincidence that in these times, emblems and actions of typical of Nazism reappear, which with its persecutions against Jews, gypsies, and people of homosexual orientation, represents the negative model par excellence of a culture of waste and hatred. End quote. Now that's a heck of a thing to say, and some have said that they think he's targeting we the humble Catholics who will do our best to hold to and defend the law of God on such things, as well as the reality of the need for all men and women regardless of their race or history, to know Christ and to submit to his kingship. Yes, we're apparently the worst people in history now, according to Francis. But it gets better, because these new eco-sins would be added to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, as updates to paragraphs 340 to 344. 
We don't have the wording on what the new language would look like, but to give you an idea, I have those paragraphs from John Paul II's Catechism as they exist now. They're short, but I'm going to read them verbatim for context. God wills the interdependence of creatures, the sun and the moon, the cedar and the little flower, the eagle and the sparrow, the spectacle of their countless diversities and inequalities tells us that no creature is self-sufficient. Creatures exist only in dependence on each other, to complete each other in the service of each other. The beauty of the universe, the order and the harmony of the created world results from the diversity of beings and from the relationships which exist among them. Man discovers them progressively as the laws of nature. They call forth the admiration of scholars. The beauty of creation reflects the infinite beauty of the creator and ought to inspire the respect and submission of man's intellect and will. The hierarchy of the creatures is expressed by the order of the six days, from the less perfect to the more perfect. God loves all his creatures and takes care of each one, even the sparrow. Nevertheless, Jesus said, You are of more value than many sparrows. Or again, of how much more value is a man than a sheep? Man is the summit of, cre of the Creator's work, as the inspired account expresses by clearly distinguishing the creation of man from that of the other creatures. There is a solidarity among all creatures arising from the fact that all have the same Creator, and are all ordered to His glory. May you be praised, O Lord, and all your creatures, especially Brother Sun, by whom you give us light for the day. He is beautiful, radiating great splendor, and offering us a symbol of you, the Most High. May you be praised, my Lord, for Sister Water, who is very useful and humble, precious and chaste. May you be praised, my Lord, for Sister Earth, our mother, who bears and feeds us, and produces the variety of fruits and dappled flowers and grasses. Praise and bless my Lord, give thanks, and serve him in all humility. End lengthy quote. Now that last poetic-sounding bit about praising the earth our mother comes from St. Francis's famous canticle, which is often abused and misappropriated by the kinds of people who defend the worship of pagan idols in Rome. But I digress. One such sin against nature or eco-sin is, well, something I'll let Francis describe himself because I can't for the life of me find a way to communicating it without hitting my head against the desk. Quote, Chief among these crimes, he added, are acts that can be considered as ecocide, the massive contamination of air, land, and water resources, the large-scale destruction of flora and fauna, and any action capable of producing an ecological disaster or destroying an ecosystem, end quote. That last bit is the most concerning because it's vague, purposely vague. To give you an idea of what we're talking about here, some pesticides you might use on your lawn get into the groundwater by simply running into the street mixed with your your hose water, and then contaminate the groundwater, which would now be an eco-sin. If you eat meat, you're probably guilty of ecocide too, because the mass production of cattle and poultry is an environmentally taxing process, at least when done on an industrial scale. Just go visit a corporate slaughterhouse sometime and you'll see what I mean by that. But the vagueness really worries me because Francis likes to speak about carbon emissions and has had his Vatican advocate for the UN Sustainable Development Goals in order to help them get implemented by Western countries that are increasingly becoming populist and rejecting foreign multinational governing bodies and their influence on their home countries. This vagueness worries me because all that talk of carbon combined with this language and the advocacy for UN goals reminds me of something a few, very few people are talking about at the moment, and that's population control. Having a baby is an extremely toxic thing to do, environmentally speaking, speaking about carbon. If you're worried about carbon emissions, a human baby being in the Western world will be produce an almost incalculable amount of carbon over the course of their likely 80-year lifetime. 
will Francis come out against having babies? He has already accused us of breeding like rabbits, and has apparently said that it's probably a good idea to not have more than three children. Be, da- be fruitful and multiply, be damned, I guess. These are concerns I'd like to have addressed from the Vatican, and done so in unambiguous terms. Francis also called on the international community to recognize ecocide as a fifth category of crime against the peace. Crimes against peace are the kinds of activities that can earn a country sanctions imposed upon them, or even military action if things get too far. I'll just let that sink in for you, especially in light of the recent pact by, signed by representatives of the Vatican with the UN on, again, the Sustainable Development Goals. This is frankly some nutty stuff, and I say that as a guy who has concerns about the way we treat the environment. But I mean, come on. Ecosins? Ecocide. What's next? Idols of packy mommies showing up in your local diocesan parish? Oh wait, that actually happened in Italy already, and I've already seen on social media modernist laity publicly reporting to archdiocesan authorities, priests who dare to speak out against this agenda, and against the idol worship we saw at the Synod. So again, not only will eco-sins not be tolerated, neither will sins against the Magisterium of Francis, whatever that is. Let me know what you think about this in the comments, please, because quite frankly, I'm kind of at a loss here. I'm not going to suggest you toss out your catechisms. Instead, I, I just don't suggest you use an online one, since those will get edited by Francis and company, and instead supplement your existing one with a catechism of the Council of Trent, which was infallibly defined as being good in perpetuity by Pope Clement XIII, or the Baltimore Catechism. I have Pius X's catechism in audio form on this channel for those interested. Anyway, keep praying for the Church. Pray for an end to this madness, and keep seeking personal sanctity. Thank you for listening and for your support. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.